0: hope to many around the globe transforming lives into legacies live in word with Pastor Mensa Otebill and now today's word look at what how Romans describes this excitement Romans chapter 5 verse 1 and 2 describes the excitement of life we have when Christ says go neither do I condemn you go this morning some people are going to hear that word go he said but but I have all this problem he says go you're free go Romans chapter 5 verse 1 to 2 says therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. What a joy. What an excitement for Christ to look at you and say, neither do I condemn you. Go. The joy of experiencing his release what I imply or what is implied in this excitement number one the reason we get excited is that we have confidence to stand before God without any sense of guilt the Bible says in Romans chapter the verse we just read it says we have peace with God peace with God God is not your enemy God has reconciled with you. God shakes your hand and says, we've made up. We have peace. There is peace. There is peace. The confidence to stand before God without any sense of guilt. Has it ever happened to you when you've done something terribly, terribly wrong? Or maybe you, it may be in the office, it may be at home, and you are summoned to your leader, could be your boss. You've really done something terrible and you think you're going to lose your job. This is it. This is the end of the story. What are you going to tell your wife at home or your husband at home or your children? And then your boss looks at you and says, you made a bad mistake but I'm ready to give you a second chance. You can leave. And all of a sudden, a heavy burden, which has sat on you for weeks, you couldn't sleep, you couldn't eat, everything lifts. You smile, and if you are a nice Ghanaian, you probably kneel down and hold the feet of your boss and kiss his feet and say, I kiss you, sir, I kiss you, sir. If you're a Nigerian, you go further down. It's excitement to know that you have peace. Now you're not afraid of the boss's office again. Now when you see him on the compound, you don't run away from him. You're the first one to go and say, sir, how is it? Good morning. Ah, It's nice to see you, sir. But last week when you saw him, you went the other way. When his office door was open, you were afraid to pass by his office. When your name was mentioned, you got scared. When you heard the boss's voice, you get scared because you don't know when you'll be called. But all of a sudden, he calls you and he tells you, go. Now, you don't actually go, but you stay with him because his presence is no longer fearful. His presence is enjoyable. You want to stay in his presence and enjoy the freedom and liberty that comes from his presence. That is what happens when you become a born-again Christian. Some people see going to church as fearful. They don't go to church because they fear. They show up on 31st night. God, hey God, I'm here, I'm here. New Year, they're out. You know the way sometimes people run away from church. What are they running away from? Easter, they show up, God. But they sit at the back somewhere or somewhere nobody sees them. God, I showed up. And then they run away. But then you get born again. And your sins are forgiven. And you have new life with Christ. You want to be in church every time. You want to be in the presence of God every time. Because you're not afraid of his presence any longer. You really enjoy being in his presence. What a joy the freedom, the confidence to stand before God and know you have peace with God. You don't have to run. When we were kids, when you did something in the daytime and your mother says, when your father comes, I will tell him. You leave the house and start running around your own house. And asking your siblings what's happening. Has he been told? What is he saying? Is he angry? What shirt is he wearing? Because some of us know the shirt of trouble. You know, your father wears that shirt, it means trouble is coming. What is he wearing? How is he talking? Has he eaten? Is he okay? Has he gone out? and this is the time you want your father to go and visit all his friends then if he goes out you go to sleep and while you are asleep your heart is awake he opens the door is he coming to my room his footsteps are scaring you his cough scares you his sneeze scares you and then finally he calls you (laughs) Kofi your heart jumps Then you go there, and you start crying, Daddy, I'm sorry. Before before he says anything, you're crying. You're crying. And then can you imagine, instead of taking up the whip, he says, it's all right. I hear you did so and so. I forgive you. Don't do that again. Now you want to sit with him and say, how was the office today, Daddy? (laughs) You have peace with him. The excitement of having peace with God You just want to stay in his presence. Now you don't want to leave his presence again because you have peace with him. The excitement we have is that we have access to God's grace and God's favor. The scripture says, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace. Not only do we have confidence in his presence, now we can actually tap into his grace we can actually receive favor from him to do things that were difficult for us to do now the father you are running away from you sit in front of him and say you know daddy tomorrow I have to go to the office I have to go to school my sandals are not uh, in good shape and uh, I need some money to buy uh, new sandals and he says okay tomorrow morning I'll give you the money. You were running away from him a few hours ago. Now you have peace with him. Now you have access to his grace. You can actually ask for favor and know that you'll be well received. In the natural, that is how it is. But spiritually, it is even far more. The God we were afraid of has drawn us nigh to himself. And because of that we have access we can now say, Father, I ask you for mercy. Father, touch my body and heal me. Lord, touch my children. Lord, give me favor. Open a door for me. Some of you never ever used to pray those prayers because you were even afraid to pray. But now you have access to the grace of God, the excitement. The excitement of the believer also means that we have been released to enjoy God's Abundant life, Christ's abundant life. He says, and we rejoice in hope. We rejoice in hope. We've been released to enjoy His abundant life. Now you can enjoy life. You can walk in your Father's house and not run away from your Father's house. You can go to every room in your Father's house. You can open the cupboard. You can open the refrigerator. In our days, the refrigerator was a holy place. You don't open the fridge by heart. But when you have favor in the Father's house, you can open the fridge. You can take food. You can eat. You can go from room to room in your own Father's house. When we stand before God without condemnation, this earth becomes a sweet place to be alive in. Because the scripture says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. When we stand upon this earth, we don't stand as strangers. We stand as people who have occupied the territory of their father. We can walk boldly and claim our inheritance as children of God. In every nation we live in, whether we're in Ghana, we're in Togo, we're in Burkina Faso, we're in Nigeria, we're in South Africa, we're in the United States of America, we're in Canada, we're in Hong Kong, we're in China, we're in Saudi Arabia, we're in Mexico, we're in Brazil, wherever we are in Australia. This is God's earth. And he can prosper you anywhere on the planet you have opportunity to enjoy God's blessing anywhere you are, anywhere you are. That is why when the city tumbles, don't let your faith tumble. The city may be going down in value, but let your faith in God grow higher in value because we walk by faith and not by sight. There is economic crunch all over. When I go to America and preach in some of the churches, my friends are going through difficulty because you know Americans can't stand pressure. They can't stand the least thing, inflation a few percent, they are crying. I say you are dying here. I was preaching in American church. I told them, you think you call this suffering? <laughs> That's what I, I said. You said you called it, this is a credit crunch. I said you guys are joking. You don't know what trouble is. You've had life so easy, so little problem. You can't handle it. People eh, and pastors can't handle it. congregation members. I said, where is the faith? You've been preaching faith, 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 faith. Where is it? If you can handle America, can you handle Zimbabwe? Everywhere I go, I carry my Zimbabwean currency with me. Somebody just came last week and gave me the latest, $100 trillion note. So everywhere I preach, I say, this is $100 trillion. A country with 120 million percent inflation we here in Ghana, 20% inflation, we are dying. 20.9. 120 million percent calculated. So when I go to Zimbabwe and I see Bishop Tudor Bismarck, still preaching and believing God and trusting God and, and still seeing the goodness of God. And then I see other people who have seen nothing. Just bow. Because we allow the atmosphere... To be our God Instead of Jehovah To be our God When we hear the news, life is hard We also go ahead, life is hard, life is hard We are dying, we are dying who, who, You and who are dying, say I'm dying Don't say we, don't add me Exclude me Add yourself Life is hard, we can't make it You and who can't make it If you can't make it, say I can't make it And don't make it But as for me And my church And my God We serve a God who is a God of the mountains and a God of the valleys. When things are okay, he's God. When things go absolutely bad, he is still God. And that is the excitement we have as Christians, that we have access to the grace of God, that we enjoy the fullness of God's blessing. On this earth, the excitement of the believer, Is the expectation of a glorious future. When Jesus said to the woman, go, Jesus also was telling her, the future has changed for you. You're not going to be stoned to death and you're not going to die today and go to hell. There is a better future for you. I'm here just to announce to somebody there is a better future for you maybe somebody's in church today maybe you have problem with alcohol you've been drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking you can't break the habit and people are telling you this alcohol will kill you this drink will kill you this expectation will kill you i'm here just to tell you this expectation will not kill you this alcohol will not kill you maybe somebody has told you this cigarette will kill you but it will not kill you because there is a redeemer And his name is Jesus. And he says, neither do I condemn you. Go. Today you can go free from alcohol. You can go free from tobacco. You can go free from sexual addiction. He is a liberator. He is a redeemer. The third phrase we want to consider in what Jesus said is go and sin no more neither do I condemn you great go great but there is a third one that is expectations from God you know the extent of your redemption you have experienced the excitement of God's forgiveness now what is God's expectation Jesus did not say neither do I condemn you go He didn't end it there, but he expressed an expectation. I don't want to condemn you. I want you to go, but this is what I want to see in your life. Sin no more. That is God's expectation. When he redeems us, when he sets us free, he has an expectation from us. There is something he's looking for in our lives. Psalm 130 verse 3 to 4 and then later Romans chapter 6 verse 18 to 19. Psalm 130 verse 3 to 4 Romans chapter 6, 18 to 19. Let's take Psalm 130 first. Psalm 130 3 to 4 says, If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you ...that you may be feared. There is forgiveness with you... ...that you may be feared. Not be taken for granted. Be feared. God forgives us so we will fear him... ...and not take him for granted. Then Romans 6, 18 to 19 says... ...and having been set free from sin... ...you became slaves of righteousness... I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your board members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. So, what is God's expectation? What does He expect after He has forgiven us, after He has set us free? What does he expect? Number one, he expects that we fear him. We must fear God and show reverence to him through our lives, through our conduct, through our behavior. Fear God. Now, many times people don't want to use the word fear God, but I think it's good for us to use the word fear God. We don't fear him in the first sense of not wanting to be in his presence, but we fear him because we are careful, extremely careful not to offend him. Fear God. Can you imagine if you lived in the same town with this woman and three months later, you see the crowd again. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've caught her, we've caught her. Who? has? Which woman? The same woman that Jesus forgave. When you see her, you're going to ask her, don't you fear God? Are you you crazy? (laughs) Now Jesus is not here. There you go. Face your future all by yourself. God does not forgive us so we repeat our sins. He doesn't forgive us so we continue living the way we used to live. He says, go and say no more. And the way not to sin no more is to fear God. Fear God. Be aware of his presence. Be aware that he is wherever you are. Respect God. If he has forgiven you so much, show respect to him. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom you have to fear god you have to be careful not to offend him you have to be careful about your actions you have to be careful about your words you have to be careful about what you do don't live your life anyhow and say well god will forgive me anyhow you know god is merciful when jesus says Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. There is an implication. There is an implication in that statement. The implication is if you go and sin again, you will forfeit the forgiveness you have received now. The Bible says when a demon leaves a person and the person lives an immoral life and the demon comes back, the state of the person is worse than before go and sin no more. If he says go and sin no more, it means he has given you power not to sin. You have the power not to sin. The woman couldn't say, well, but Jesus, you know, I love the man. I love him. I love him. I love him. I can't do without him. That will crack your head. So you, you will do without him. You have power over sin. Fear God. Honor God. When you are sinning, think about God. When you are acting, think about God. Think about the blood of Jesus that washed away your sins. Think about all that God has done for you and, and, and think what that what you are doing is worth what God has done for you. Is it worth the grace of God? Is that man worth the grace of God? Is that woman worth the grace of God? Is that money worth the grace of God? Is that contract worth the grace of God? Is it worth it? Yes, you may get the money. Yes, you may get the contract. What if God removes his hand from you? Like the man who built the big barn and says, Rejoice soul, rejoice, rejoice. Now you have plenty to eat. And, and, And the Bible says God came to him and says, You fool. You fool. Let's go. You fool. You accumulate all the money and God says, let's go. (laughs) And that's it. The money is not worth it. The favor is not worth it. Young people, that promotion is not worth it. You think if you don't get that promotion, you'll be stuck in life. You have no idea the God you serve. You have no idea. Go check him out. This God. You think if today you don't compromise and get promotion, then you won't be promoted. Who told you that? You trust God. And not only will you be promoted, you will come and buy the company itself. (laughs) When we trust God, he does supernatural things with our lives. The place they want to sack you out of, he will bring you back to buy it. So that compromise is not worth it. Young lady, that man, he's not worth it. He's ugly anyway. Why do you want to sleep with him? He's ugly. Look at the man. Can't you see he's ugly? And he's got a wife. And he's got a wife at home with the children. He has wasted one woman's life. He's going to waste your life too. And after, and, and after you waste somebody's life Are you that cheap? Go and sin no more That man is not worth it That promotion is not worth it That car is not worth it, worth it And definitely the lunch is not worth it It's not worth it It's not worth it One little bit What kind of lunch? Is it chicken? Chicken <laughs> Just eating chicken, you sell your birthright for a thigh of chicken. <laughs> God's expectation is that we fear him. Secondly, God expects that we present our bodies as a vessel of true holiness unto him. Go and sin no more. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Your body must be a vehicle of holiness. And thirdly, it means to go and tell the world about God's redeeming grace. Go and sin no more. Go and be an ambassador of Jesus. Go and tell other people what Christ has done for you. Go and be a witness for Christ. Tell people about God's saving power. Be a soul winner. When God forgives you, you don't keep the story to yourself. I don't think this woman kept the story to herself. I'm sure she went everywhere and told people. You heard my story. I was about to die. And Jesus set me free. And she goes to the next person. You heard my story. You heard what was going to happen. And see what God has done in my life. I should have been dead by now. But he's giving me life. He makes you an ambassador of his glory. If he has forgiven you, tell somebody about it. Share the good news. Preach about the salvation of Christ. Let the world know that Jesus saves. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Oteville, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Mensah Oteville, email oteville at centralgospel.com or call 233-302-688-000.